And welcome back to Zima Box, where I'm Anthony. And I'm Anthony. Where we, today, we ask the hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting question of the day is, Mr. Anthony. Yes? Are you ready to get your Nordic runes read? Fuck yes. Alright, so... What are we doing here? How do we how do we read the rocks? Let me explain how this came about. Um, a while ago, I went and bought some Nordic runes. Because, you know, I'm about that fucking life. You know, I do witchcraft and all that shit. Well, nice. I'm pagan fucking whatever judge me I don't give a fuck anyways nobody here is going to judge you if they're listening to this they probably doubt dude do you believe do you, would you believe that there is a lot more people that do witchcraft and pagan shit than you would fucking believe well yeah it's because all the chemicals that turned the, in, the, in the water that turned all the frogs gay it's also affecting the minds of the youth and causing them to turn away from God and turn to homosexuality and marijuana and metal music and orgies and thank you government for turning the frogs gay holy shit and welcome back to the Alex Jones podcast. Frogs game. I fucking love Alex Jones for uh, all the wrong reasons. Same here. I just love his energy, like the passion that he has. Yeah. He, he he could back anything <laughs> with that kind of passion. At this point, he could, he could have a cult. No, I mean, kind of sort of does. Um, <laughs> the Alex Jones army. <laughs> so, before we get into the Nordic Runes reading, I have a story. So there used to be an app called CB Radio. Oh, right. yeah. You could talk for like 10 seconds with a big group of people uh, fucking across the world, right? Yeah. And, we, and me and an old friend of mine used to fucking be on that shit for hours. You could meet some of the coolest damn people. Uh, I met this chick named Ebony who's actually on my Facebook. Nice. Yeah, she went by the name Rose. Cool as shit. Mm-hmm. From New York, lives in New York, will always live in New York. She loves New York. City. Yeah. New York City. So, we used to be on that shit. There was this dude on there with the CB handle, which that's what they called it on the app. Oh, yeah, well, that's what it is. I was Steve the Destroyer of Worlds. That's a mouthful. Alright. They knew me as Steve. I was Steve. Because Steve they didn't want to say Steve the Destroyer of Worlds. When I used to mess around with my dad's uh, CB radio in his 90s Suburban, yeah. I was just a lizard. That's awesome. But uh, I did change it to Steve the Destroyer of Dadass. Because, you know, I'm fucking funny and I have to put fucking comedy in there and everything. Don't Anyways. worry, I have difficulty breathing too because I got that asthma. <laughs> that was the best I could deliver that. But um, there was this dude on the CB radio app named... I don't even know his real name, but he, he went by Ground Zero. That was his fucking CB handle. Never forget. He would follow... The group that I, the main group I would talk to on there, mm-hmm. which was like 12 of us, we would just go in there and have conversations, talk, chill, fucking mm-hmm. whatever. He would follow us around and spout the holy word of Alex Jones literally everywhere. Well, Infowar said this. And he always, if you never notice me, call somebody bitch. That's where I got it from because that's how he talked. He was oh, being that fucking guy. serious. That guy. Bitch. Bitch. Listen here, bitch. They're poisoning the water, bitch. Shit like that all the time. And we're like, oh my god, go the fuck away. Hey, man, he's concerned about the frogs. Literally, we would red X them every night, which is like the fucking CB radio app version of mute. mute. Yeah. And if everybody in the chat red X them, 
he got kicked out of the little channel because there was like different chats, different channels, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Go the fuck somewhere else. But it was an every fucking night thing for months. He would just come on our chat, ours, which was quite annoying. But you know, it is what it is. It is he what was it is. Lonely. Yeah. All right. So. On to the rock reading after these messages. And we're back. All right, so here's how we're going to do this. Nordic Rooms. Look at the rocks. <laughs> rocks. I used to, have to make this joke fucking... Back in my day, we didn't have rocks. We had rocks. We didn't have insert any device. Anything, anything. that was being used. We didn't have wrenches. We had rocks. We just beat it. Back in my day, we didn't face rotors, we faced rats. Mm. Alright, Nordic Crones, because we're fucking uh, Look at the rocks. <laughs> and then there was a goat. And then there was a goat. Anyway, how is this going to work? What, are you just going to toss some runes around, see which ones land face up, and read those? There's a process. There's a process. Yes. Do you know how to... Um, Connect with your spiritual side. You're high, so it'll be a little easier. Literally, because... I'm about as spiritual as I'm going to get right now. The mind is currently open. Let's do this. Alright. Close your eyes. His eyes are now closed. Okay, okay, yeah. Alright. Relax. Take deep breaths. I want you to concentrate on your inner self. Tell me when you feel almost a vibration in your chest, like a lower tone, but you are completely relaxed. Focus on two things, my voice and focus on your spiritual self. Not yourself, but your spiritual self. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Look me in the eye. What do you want the runes to tell you? It could be anything. It could be a job. It could be your future. It could be career, money. It could be how your day is going to go tomorrow. What, like a, a premonition sort of thing, maybe? The the runes are here to guide you. They're not here to tell you your specific future. They're here to guide you. So if you. it's something as vague as, am I on the right path for what I want? But you can ask that. But you ask it in a way as, you know, how is my path going? You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. Yeah. I guess that does make some sense. Alright, so... So more like a, hey, give me an update on what I'm doing. You know, how... Am I going the right direction for where I want to go? Now, how this is going to work is... You... You are going to close your eyes. Not right now. Okay. But And ask the spirits for guidance for your path 
Show me my path. Okay. Alright. Remember, it's... Like I said, the, the runes are not going to tell you your future is absolute. But they will guide you to the right path in what you need to do. Okay. I'm going to put out three stones. Now, I can do it one of two ways. I can either show you past, present, or future, or currently, present, right now, Yeah. a little bit in the future, far future. I think I'd rather have the second one. Okay. Because I see, well, right now, I'm at a point where I have a clean slate. Yes. I'm starting off on a new job soon. I'm going to be resetting a lot of my financial situations. I'm going to have an opportunity to change my life. Even like today, for instance, I mowed the front yard, which is not something I ordinarily do. Yes. I decided it was time. Uh, the lawnmower, by the way, pain in the butt. It kept dying on me. It had bad gas. So I poured the bad gas on ah. an anthill. <laughs> Put some fresh gas in it. Thing ran like I couldn't kill it. I tried it. Then when I first started doing it, it would just die for no reason after 30 seconds. I thought to replace the gas. I couldn't kill the damn thing. I tried. I ran over some thick clumps of grass. Nothing. Thick boys. Thick boys. All right. So get back in your vibration. Ask out loud for spirits to guide you. Spirits. Will you please guide me on my path? Spirits, guide my hand. the little book here because I'm fairly new at this and I've yet to remember you did not get the ice rune that is good very good actually alright you got something similar that I did alright just look through this book alright there's that Flipping through the book to find the runes and their meanings. Because some runes I have not seen before. Hey. You got one rune I haven't seen before. Ooh. That's the first one. Oh, there it is. Alright. Alright. So the first rune. You. got the uh, uh, rune of transition 
presently undergoing a transition. That is correct. Representing you, a tree of life and death. Its presence here sig signals a major transition close at hand. Even that your life may be touched by death. Now, when I say touched by death, I'm not saying people are dying or going to die. Death literally, it, it, it's more of a symbolic thing. Yeah. You know, I out with the old, that. in with the new. Death of what's past. Yes. You right. has a long standing association with death and immortality. Basically, you're going through a transition currently. Now, the rune is askew, as you can see. Upside down. It's supposed to be... Basically, 90 degrees. Turn it 90 degrees. Okay. Yeah. It's supposed to look like a weird fucking Z. Okay. Right? So, because you pulled it out and laid it out like that... That symbolizes something as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so seeming that the rune is the rune of transition and death. Yes. Tree of life. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, tree of life, isn't that a source of knowledge? Instead of thinking this as a transition of death, think of it as a transition of life. Oh my god, Nicole's pregnant. No. Oh, yeah. You're giving new light to something. You know, even though it's something you've done before, working in a fucking automotive shop, you you're still, it's a good thing. So that's a positive room. Okay. All right. So. I appreciate the faith, little stone. All right. So. Now the middle room says, however, you're gonna get destroyed doing it. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes the middle room. <laughs> and in the future, you're gonna be happy because you get money to sit on your ass and do nothing. That would be fucking awesome. That's that's a goal of mine, honestly. That's why I wanna play the lottery. Fucking Jason. Alright, so. You! Ooh! Ooh, that's good! You got the gift in me. Gebo. G E B O. Simplifies, or signifies a gift, gifts, or the act of exchange, whether of your goods, time, energy, or love. It was, uh, Nicole's and my inter uh, anniversary. We were officially together five years, uh, the 16th. Of this month? Yeah. That was yesterday. Uh, it's past midnight, it was two days ago. Oh, fuck yeah, give me something. So th that was actually present. This is near future. This yeah. is far future. Yeah. The near future is... It's actually kind of askew. Yeah. Not exactly the best meaning, but it's not a bad thing either. If it's placed ill, why 
it is in a reading, it may signify a blockage in the area of giving and receiving in your life. Who is at fault? You or the other party. Visualize the principle of exchange on a material or an emotional level. Basically, I need to take better care of some of the things I've got going on in order to make sure that it stays the way it is. Regarding okay. other people. Yeah. Because there could be gifts. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, hey, it's your fucking birthday. Here's fucking ten bucks or whatever. No. Yeah, no, it's not what it means. It's, it it, it, means it, it also be... means spiritual gifts. Love, friendships, time, energy yeah. that you give to people and that people give to you. There, this might not mean that, you know, there's some people that you might give all the energy to that they're not going to give it in return. Oh, yeah. Or fucking vice versa that you're not going to give. You know? Yeah. That's just a possible meaning of why the rune is askew like it is. You're going to be getting a really positive gift, and it's up to you and the other party. You're either going to be giving or be gifted something really positive, and it's in the future. And it's mm -hmm. up to you and the other party to determine how be careful in how you receive it or give it you know what i mean Does yeah that mean? okay then the last room ophila the ancestral hall room it's signified oh this is a good one this is a good one home it's the home room home okay Home is loved by all. Yeah, no shit. As a rune of inheritance, Othala will also represents the raw ingredients that you are gifted to work with in life. The condition into which you are born, the materials and possibility at your disposal. In short, your lot in life. It is interesting to note the form of this stuff incorporates the Ingu's rune in its upper two-thirds and Giba rune in its lower two-thirds. Basically, these two go together. Okay. Because I'm not going to touch it, but if you see, it almost looks like a fish right now. Yeah. Like the old school fish. Yeah. And the Gibo rune is basically an X. The X that symbolizes the tail. Yeah, they, they mix. Right. Now, This is not upside down, but this is side by side. It's supposed to be like an arrow pointing up. Okay. If it was upside down, that would be a very negative ribbon. In this case, it's tilted. Basically, there would be problems in your home. There may be problems over inheritance or connection with your home ground. Your efforts to create a haven are encountering difficulty. Perhaps you feel alienated or and displaced, or if not, fixed abode maternally or spiritually. Think long and hard about where you truly belong and what kind of environment environment will f feed the center of your being. That's if it was completely turned upside down. Yeah. Now, it's side by side. You know? Yeah. Specifically pointing at you. Yeah. 
you're basically going to be gifted an inheritance or a home or something, you know, something big. This is far future. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be fucking a year from now. It might be ten years. It might be twenty years from now. Who knows? You know, they don't tell me exact times, but and there will be problems on two different parties. May I ask for a second reading with those same stones? Because I noticed something. While they all look sideways to you, they're all facing a particular direction to me. That looks like a fucked up Z, that looks like an X, and that looks like the arrowhead's pointing at me. What does it mean if the runes are pointed all my direction? Like, am I supposed to read them as I'm seeing them now? That's a totally different reading. Well, see, I'm the reader. So it goes based on where it's pointing. That's a very interesting point. Basically, it's telling me that everything I just told you is going to be based on your actions. Oh, great. I had to do work in order to make things happen. But, but, if you do this, do them correctly. Yeah. Not necessarily by the book, but if you do them correctly, correctly. things will be Gucci. Yeah, see how Gucci things are gonna be. These are not bad rooms. They're basically telling you that you're going to have some shit on your plate. You know, this is actually probably the, the first room is probably the most positive room. Yeah. Because, like, you're going into a positive transition. It's just, it's going to have some big steps along the way. This is the near future room. Yeah. Could mean literally a week from now. It could mean six months from now. Right? Mm -hmm. Because time to gods mean nothing. Right? But. You didn't get bad rooms. You didn't get, like, the best fucking runes. The sun. And fucking, you know, Odin and the horse rune. But. The lady. Well, Odin and horse are the same fucking thing, but. Good things are coming your way if you let them. You have to let the good things happen and you have to act accordingly for good things to happen. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. You're going to make mistakes? We're fucking human. Yes. But things are going to work out if you let them. You're going to have a place in the far future that you are going to be 100% comfortable to call your home. That's inspirational. If you let it. Basically, it's saying, like, good things are coming, but you have to make them happen. Now, the inheritance room, it might not necessarily mean, like, inheritance from a death, right? You know? It might mean an inheritance of energy, an inheritance of long-lost uncle died, you get a million dollars, whatever. Right. Inheritance, inheritance in that case. Yeah, it could be it could be inheriting anything. Yeah. But the fact that it's 
cock sideways pointed at you and the fact that this specific to me because mm-hmm. I'm feeling more energy coming from this room than I am any other room yeah means it's a big one mm. and it's something positive but it but you have to act accordingly you got it yeah I got it want to do another reading about something else? No, I'm pretty satisfied for the evening on that. Yeah. No, no, I'm not satisfied on hmm. Mortal Kombat. Oh, our topic for tonight. Alright, let me go ahead. And I don't mean ripping spines out, necessarily. What I'm wondering is there's a lot of creatures and spread out across this great planet of ours. A lot of animals. A lot of animals, and a lot of them seem pretty balanced with one another. So, I'm introducing a theoretical death match. The rules are simple. Player one introduces two animals to player two. Player two picks which of those two animals could possibly win in a combat encounter. And player one has to argue about the other animal? Yep, has to play devil's advocate, even, even if, if they think it's not going to win. It's a oh, duck versus a wolf. I'm bad at devil's advocate, because I'm too honest. Oh, but that's where you got Well, you're you fucking try. honest as shit, but you're good at this shit. Oh, yeah. Alright. All, it, all right, so this is more of an exercise for fucking me, because I am not a devil's advocate at all. I mean, hey, you could stack the deck against me. That's fine. Alright, so... Since this is your idea, and I would like to an example of how this would work, let's see you be person A first. Alright, I'm going to introduce two animals to you. Okay. You need to tell me which one would win. A mountain lion? Or a cheetah? Mountain lion. Tell me why... God damn it. Uh, Mountain Lion has the ferocity and the strength to just rip apart. Might not have the speed of the cheetah, but he may more than makes up for it by, like, one claw knocking that bitch out. Done. What do you say, cheetah? I I have to say cheetah. Why do you have to say cheetah? I have to say cheetah because it's just faster, dude. It's it's, It's a leaner, more slim cat. And it's got greater endurance. Cheaters are used to surviving long periods without drinking or eating, and they're still retaining that lightning speed. Plus, they can climb trees faster than mountain lions. And it's just like an ambush from a tree is hard to counter. It's hard to catch someone that's going up a tree when you can't climb a tree as fast. Mountain lions have that thick, big tail, but a jaguar will pull them around by it. You mean a cheetah? Cheetah. I said jaguar. I meant cheetah. Every time someone says jaguar, I think of the car. Yeah. Cheetah versus car. Who wins? Uh, <laughs> no. Hmm. Uh, cheetah, in that case, again, because tires. But <laughs> but I'm still going to go past. Like, like, sure, it's more agile. Sure, it could climb the tree faster. Sure, it could be an ambush from above. But it, the, the fucking lion has the strength to jump up and catch that bitch in midair and rip its fucking neck out. Done. Alright, I got one last advantage for cheetahs. Okay. They're pack hunters. Yeah, but lions are squad. Not mountain lions. Mountain lions are solo hunters. 
Mountain lions, that was it, yeah. Yeah, mountain lions are solo hunters. Cheaters are pack hunters. Oh, shit. Speed and I thought we were doing one-on-one. Animal tactics. Don't get me wrong, one-on-one, I'd still say the cheetah just because it's faster. If nothing else, it can run it out. Yeah, and lions have to sleep. You know what? Maybe the cheetah might actually take it. Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate right here. Call me Keanu Reeves. That's, do you now? Do you believe your own logic? I believe it. I believe that a, a cheetah could win. I think it'd actually be fucking pretty evenly matched, honestly. You know, like in a like hundred matches, I think it might be fifty-fifty, or around there at least. I the main reason that I give the cheetah the advantage is because the environment it lives in is so unforgiving. A and oh, B, yeah. even the cheetah is not off the dinner plate. Now, should we add a stipulation to this? The um, environment. The environment will be fought on equal ground. Yeah. Like, it would be basically a flat plane and the two animals going at it. Yeah, I was thinking, like, a field or something. Just, yeah. Yeah. Or at least, the, you know, a, a common environment. That they yeah. Share. Okay. But still, I feel that due to how used they are to having to deal with other animals trying to hunt them... I think that's why the cheetah would have an advantage. It would have more opportunities to get practice in scraps than a mountain lion would. Because the mountain lion is kind of the apex predator where it is. The only thing I might have to deal with is a bear. And bears are mainly vegetarian. They're like opportunistic omnivores. Most right, bears so are. I got one. Now, I was thinking about it. My first one was going to be bear versus lion, but you already picked lion. So I got another one. Grizzly bear. Okay. Anaconda. I'm talking the Amazonian fucking 500 pound constrictors. Who you got? I would have to give it to a grizzly bear. But not because of its size or its overall strength. I think the reason being is because it would it would be more intelligent for it to move out of the way of the big snake. Plus, anacondas don't typically chase anything that's not so big that they can't eat it. And a bear's a little bit too big, even for a man-eater anaconda but it will to get fight down. Back too. It'll fight back, and, and it'll a bear try to has been noticed to you know attack first. Oh yeah, but have you seen the size of a fucking grizzly bear paw? I don't want that damn thing hitting me. Uh, of course you don't. <laughs> Goddamn, we're squishy. I don't know. I don't know how Leo survived it. <laughs> but um, all right. Here's why I'm gonna pick an anaconda. The and this is my actual thought. Anyway. This isn't devil's advocate. I actually believe the anaconda would win, right? Is it because of the Ice Cube movie Anaconda? No. Oh. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> how? Ugh. How? The fucking sci-fi movie with the oh, fucking yeah. people in the fucking SUV and the giant ass snake just eats them all. Like oh. Mm-hmm. That shit stuck with me for a while. That's probably where my fear of snakes come from. But, um. Snake. Anacondas, one. Let's talk about their bite force. Oh my god. They're, That's not even the most intimidating factor about the bite, not, though. But. It anchors itself. It does. Like, once it clamps on, you can't get it it's off. You try to. like this, dude. Like, and they're hooked backwards. And they're, and they're rigid. Like a fucking uh, stick knife. Yeah. Yeah. And they got... Ugh. Fuck that. They're 
speed. They're actually faster than a bear, if you can believe that. They're fucking fast bitches. They're not slow. They're fast. Yeah. Because they mean, have to all, catch... They move by wiggling their body, and they have a lot of thick, meaty body to move. Yeah. So they, they, they can do it in short order. Yeah. And let a bear fuck up and get caught. All of a sudden, constricted, eyes popping out of the skull, done. It's over. Just choke the bitch out. Done. Hmm. Anacondas are constrictors. They are. Yeah. They're really, really big constrictors, capable of swallowing a human whole, which is terrifying. Thank God they're not in fucking Florida. I would move. I mean, they're here in zoos, but not, like, indigenous. But, like, dude. I honestly think because of an anaconda's speed and strength, it would win. Bear might be smarter, but sometimes might is right. It's clear. It's claw attack is what gets me. I believe the bear would weigh enough to be able to pin it down to the ground. At least enough of the front and the top section. Part of it. Yeah. It could still move its tail. Yeah, it could still move its tail, but it, you control the head, you control the fight. That's just the way I look at it. And that, that applies to both of them. If the anaconda manages to take a snap at the bear's neck, it might be able to take it down. Maybe. But I think if it doesn't get the bear's neck, all it's going to do is piss off the bear. Plus, when you hunt bear, you need to use reasonably stout ammunition because their fat is thick. It's dense. We're it not, is like we're a not talking about puncture with weapons and shit. We're talking about bite and squeeze. I just don't see the, the I don't see the snake <laughs> being able to navigate itself around the bear enough to get a good squeeze mm. unless it latches onto the neck. I think it would be a good it would be a long fight but I, I honestly truly do believe the snake will win. Just because of the sheer size and strength and speed. Bear okay. might be smarter might have stronger bite might have fucking claws but at the end of the day, it's a fucking anaconda. All right, you pick two. Hmm. Well, you did snakes in pretty good, and I'll give you that one. You picked a big snake to go with. And you pulled off a bear. So, let's go with one angry boy, wild boar. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. Just, just, just one. Well, I mean, they're all fucking angry, but okay. Go yeah, ahead. but I, I mean, like an angry boy. We'll say about 150 pounds worth of pig. Yeah. And a trained German Shepherd dog. Not well, one of the Navy Seal like bite force, you know, where they've got like the titanium teeth caps. Nothing like that. But a trained German Shepherd. I know exactly what you're talking about. Wild boar. Wild boar. Wild boar. They're too thick. Uh, they got fucking tusks. That that just incidentally happened to be perfect for goring, goring and disemboweling. And and, uh, boars are fucking terrifying, which is why I will never go boar hunting. I've seen oh, too many mishaps. I'm too fucking no. I'm. You get three good old boys up in some trees with some twelve gauge, and you can bag well, yeah, fifteen boars. Yeah, if you're up a in a tree, end. that's one thing. But if you're not, I ain't ground hunting boar. You must be absolutely goddamn mind. I'd truck hunt a boar. I yeah. would truck hunt boar. Yeah, I would too. 
But I mean, I would be at that point. It would no longer be seasonal hunting. It would be sustenance hunting. Yeah, we'd be bagging, you know, ten, fifteen to take back with us. Yeah, but yeah, for days. Or too strong, too fast, and they have built-in weapons, built-in spears on their face, and they're always fucking mad. Oh yeah, they're just mad, and they will eat anything, including that dog. I would like to say this. Uh, in the background, uh, my mother-in-law is playing her music in her room, and I recognize it as Metallica from the Death Magnetic album, so good job, Brenda. Anyways, <laughs> so why are you going to uh, say the fucking German Shepherd? Why am I going to say the German Shepherd? Mm-hmm. Because German Shepherds were trained as garden police dogs for a long time. But they were originally shepherd dogs. Shepherd dogs had to protect sheep from all sorts of dangerous predators. Much like, um... Foxes. Foxes, wolves, uh, maybe even some larger, maybe people. They were trained in order to protect, because they were trained in a different style of combat. They were trained in leading. Basically, they would nip at heels and get the animals to move in the direction they wanted them. Diseased sheep could be singled out and nipped in the heels until they walked off a cliff. The German Shepherds could smell disease. Mm. That's brutal. I believe German... And plus, German Shepherds have some of the most ridiculous bite forces. Yeah. Like, I believe if there was a dog that was <coughs> capable of taking down a boar, it would be a German Shepherd. Not a fucking Tibetan-ass Mastiff? The, a, a Tibetan Mastiff could, but... The maintenance on a damn Tibetan Mastiff, oh my god. Yeah, They're like if a lion was a dog. <laughs> They're freaking huge. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to go with boar. Like, you can have all the training in the world. Unless you got actual fucking, you know, weapons, you, you don't have a chance, dude. Just because boar's thick, they're meaty, fucking... And we're talking to the death, right? Yes. We're not talking pinned down. No, we're talking to yeah. the death. Yeah, a boar. I still believe Big it. Big old angry boar. I just... With that bite force, I believe that a German Shepherd could snap the boar's legs. That, that's one of the things why German Shepherds make good hunters in certain sports. I haven't really heard of them being used in boar hunting, but they're very intelligent and they have those keen hunter instincts. As senses. soon as the German Shepherd would get on the fucking legs, the boar, with his strength and meaty, meatiness and bacony goodness, <laughs> it will kick him off. Man, it's, it's, I've seen some of those police training videos. Jaw. I've seen some of them police training videos. It looks pretty hard to get off a German Shepherd once it's got your ass. Even in those carpet suits, see, they, they, they scream because they feel that shit. You ever get, got kicked by a boar? Uh, no, I've been kicked by a horse. Yeah. That, that's a story for another time. So actually, that, that's, that's one of my later combat choices. Don't pick horses. Don't steal. <laughs> yeah, 
not I'm not gonna pick a horse. Alright, so you believe a wild boar. I believe the German Shepherd could take it. We'll no. just have to agree to disagree. Okay. I'm gonna go for the ocean on this one. The ocean. Ocean, okay. Great white shark. Alright, I'm gonna keep you a hundred like like a hundred percent unreal engine four with you right here. Okay? Okay. If what you say has anything to do in the water, great white shark. I don't care if you say motherfucking blue whale. I think if oh. a great white shark was pissed off enough, it would destroy that motherfucker. Giant squid. <laughs> the fucking 70, 80 foot tall giant squid. Who do you think would win? And why? <sighs> giant fucking squid. Damn, I was hoping you'd say shark. Nah, man, the giant squid. It's... First off, it can blind the damn thing and disrupt its ability to smell blood by squirting ink on it. Because the ink is really high protein. So it'll fuck with the shark's blood frenzy, you know, scent shit. And he'll be stuck in a cloud for long enough for a, a, a squid to escape, if nothing else. And then if it decides that, oh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and, like, swim towards it anyway, they'll latch on to the underbelly of a shark and then, like, pull it down and hold it so it basically suffocates in the water because it has to have water rushing past its gills at all times. So there's no great whites in captivity. They can't build tanks big enough to hold a great white where it has enough room to constantly swim and be oxygenated. Yeah. So basically, if it can just slow it down to the point where it's not a, a decent like rush of water going past its gills, they can suffocate in the water. And then of course, squids have that beak that they dig in with. So it'll just be constantly ripping apart the shark from the beneath, the side, the top, it doesn't matter. Once it wraps around, sinks those suckers in, it's game over for the shark. I just, I, you, it could even give up a limb. I like how I change your tone real fucking quick. They'll give up a limb, they don't care. If it's in the water, it's great, white. Giant squid, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was going to go with, like, a different shark or, like, a whale or something. You know, something bigger than a great white. And it's like, I didn't know. Oh, I did go with something bigger with great white. Uh, marginally bigger. The only reason it's bigger is because its tentacles make up, like, the last 60 feet of it. True. Here's why I'm going to pick great white. It's faster. <laughs> nah, man. They got that. Dude, the squid's got that jet power. <laughs> They're out of there. No. Nah. And the shark is blind. They need the sticks, ones, dude. The big ones are, like, bleh. They just swim. They don't. They don't. Uh, giant squids, mm -hmm. even the babies, don't have any natural predators. They have no reason to swim that fast. Small squids do. Octopus do. Octopus do. Giant squids have no fucking reason, right? Mm -hmm. Sharks are masters of the fucking water. Look how they're fucking built, right? Mm -hmm. They know how to swim around everything. They can evade the cloud of bullshit, you know, and go straight for the fucking brain. Straight for it. You know, and just latch on with those goddamn teeth that can rip your leg off without any fucking effort. Imagine a squid body. Get ready for this. Oh no, coming down the ramp, it's interference. It's the box jellyfish with a fucking folding chair. 
who stands the best chance of beating a box jellyfish? A shark or a Another box jellyfish? A, a turtle, believe it or not. Really? Dude, jellyfish are fucking chocolate than turtles. You know why? Huh. Their skin's non-porous. So the venom in the stingers doesn't do anything to them. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. Anyways. Yeah, basically because of speed, bite forth, bite forth, bite force. And there's like fucking five rows of teeth. Five rows of teeth, bite force, speed, and evasion and tactics. And have you seen how great whites bite? They like throw their jaws out of their faces. They open up and like their jaws go... It's like the fucking alien's mouth thing, but it's just like the actual primary jaws. It's I like how you're now weird. agreeing with me. No, no, I'm just talking about how great whites bite. Oh, yeah. That's, but, that's absolutely terrifying. Terrible. That's why the, a, a great white could take on Shamu. Oh, yeah. I played Jaws the video game where you got to invade the world of seas. I didn't know that was a thing. Anyways. Uh, dude, it was a rated M shark video game. That's hilarious. awesome. But, uh, yeah. I'm, because of speed and the smarts and basically I picked two that have no natural predators at all. But if one would have a natural predator, it would be the shark because the shark is significantly smaller. Than a uh, giant squid. Giant squids don't know really how to defend themselves except grab and bite and ink. Sharks, man, once they go, they're fucking swimming 60 miles an hour, fucking around shit. They just, they, they collide in the water. They just move beautifully, gracefully, and deadly. Shark, all day. I just convinced myself that a shark will win. And I actually believe that now. I still gotta say the squid's just gonna latch on and eat the shit out of it from underneath. Just like they do animals bigger than sharks. Deadlier than great whites? Probably not, but they do it to animals bigger than great whites. Plus, I mean, okay, so let's say it kills this big giant squid, you know, guess who's gonna come avenge it? Release the Kraken! I'm the Kraken! Alright, go ahead, give me two. A Clydesdale horse. Oh, God. Versus a Canadian moose. 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 Fucking moose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, no. An Alaskan Yukon moose, not the one with Hellfire nukes strapped to it. Fucking moose. Moose. Two stories fucking tall. Horns and all. Clydesdale. Moose? Are. Fucking strong, er. Okay, okay. So, so you going by size? I'm not just going by size. I'm going by strength and mentality. A Clydesdale doesn't really fight that much. Clydesdales are pulling horses. They're not fighting horses. Moose have these giant fucking antlers on them. The largest Alaskan moose was shot in Western Yukon in September 1897. It weighed 1,800 pounds. And was 7.6 foot tall. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Alright? That is very scary. Fuck that. I didn't realize, honestly, how big moose were until I saw a video. Uh, shot with a moose right by a uh, fucking Chevy Suburban. One of those big motherfucking SUVs. The world's largest Clydesdale measures 6 foot 7 at the shoulder. 
So it's probably at least equal height face-to-face -face with the moose and weighs 3,000 pounds. That's 1,200 pounds more okay, of you gotta think muscle. About, you got to think about a moose's mindset. Clydesdales are not killing machines. They're towing machines. And they're workhorses, yeah. They're workhorses. Moose are fucking killing machines. Their natural predators are like shit like wolves. And they get even then they'll take on because they don't give a they'll shit. They'll take they'll take on and win against like ten wolves. A pack of wolves. They will destroy. They have all this strength in their fucking necks to swing those big ass fucking antlers. And let's not even get it started. Once the fucking Clydesdale gets walked in the face and goes down, oh my god, you have fucking eighteen hundred pounds of just stomping force. And that's just pounds going on you. That's not him putting any muscle and force behind it. That's, dude, it's over. I'm sorry. Like, one good clonk to the fucking head. If that doesn't kill the Clydesdale, that's going to put him on his ass, and then he's going to have a fucking moose kicking the shit out of him. Probably even goring him from above. And it's done. It's over. Kaputs. Now why do you say horse? Clydesdale. 3,000 pounds of terrified wild animal that has steel shoes on. Well, you didn't say fucking steel shoes. But I'll let you have it no, because you know, I still believe I'll win. It doesn't matter if it's goddamn 3,000 pound horse. Can you, if that horse lands one kick, that moose is done. It's gonna break ribs. It's gonna shatter skulls. It's gonna break his little ass only antlers off. Clydesdale don't give a shit. You know why? Because Clydesdales are fucking huge. They're terrified of small creatures because they don't want to kill them. But they're protective of carriages that they're transporting. Clydesdales are best boys, aren't they? They're best boys for their owners, and usually the person who runs the carriage is the owner of the horses and the caretaker. They'll do anything to protect the caretaker. Oh, that's the best boys. Yeah. So I, I believe that a Clydesdale would naturally be more than willing to not only fight the moose, but do do hand-to-hand -hand mortal horse foo to take it on. <laughs> horse foo. It'll be, it'll be uh, a special kung fu taught only the horses called Horse Chopper. Better watch out, this horse is a chopper. I'm still going to go moose. I got horse foo. Clydesdale all day. Big ass draft horse. Big ass. Big draft. ass draft horse. Six foot seven at the shoulder. Uh, six foot seven at the shoulder, with a two foot neck. <coughs> That's an eight foot tall ass horse. The moose is gonna have to look up at it. That being said, I would fight neither creature. Just, just so we're clear. Huh. So, I got a very interesting one. Two totally different environments. Bald eagle. Okay. Fucking Alaskan wolf. A lone wolf? It would have to be the eagle, because eagles are, they're snatchers. So they would come by and make multiple passes and snatch at the wolf. 
uh, I would have to say the eagle in that instance, just because it would be able to do the most damage in time. Now, if the wolf were lucky and were perhaps able to grab a leg, that might be different. But the bald eagle is not the world's tiniest bird. It ain't the biggest bird. It's not the biggest eagle, but it's not the tiniest bird. And it would be fucking up that wolf left and right. I gotta say, I think the bird would take it. And I love wolves. <laughs> I will say, you're correct. And a good pass might, I know, I'm in real good, real lucky, right into the fucking eye socket, sucking over for the wolf. Yeah. But, wolves can jump mm-hmm. high. Wolves are accurate with their, and I truly, and I'm actually not playing devil's advocate here. They're very accurate with what they catch and what they bite, and they have to be. That dive speed of 80 miles an hour, though. Eagles are terrifying. That's not. That's how you're the fastest. The fastest not, is a falcon. They can dive at 120. I'm not. I'm not, dude. I'm not even fucking saying that it's going to take one time of chomping and getting him. All it takes is the second, third, fourth, maybe fifth try. Wolves are fucking smart. They'll recognize the eagles' patterns like that on a dime. They're fucking real fucking smart. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Like it's weird that they can't fucking talk. <laughs> they haven't developed, you know, speech like us. But, um... Wolves are fucking smart. They're smarter than a fucking bird. Ooh, but you gotta remember, this is the bird that stands for freedom. This isn't just a We're bird. We're in America. This what is, is freedom? Baldy. Um, something rich people have. I mean, you know, we bite. fucking could go to jail for collecting rainwater. Come on now. I don't Anyways. know. Let me, let me ask them to order the Wayfair cabinet what it's like to be free. Ooh. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Anyways, America's, I pick Eagle. America's America. free if you got the money. Anyways. I pick Bird. I'm going to pick Wolf straight up just because fucking... Well, I like this idea. You picked the two totally different creatures. All right. All right. Two totally different creatures. Oh, you're a god. You're gonna you're you're gonna go the comedy route, aren't you? Oh. Which is usually like my job. All right. Okay, this is gonna be weird. A hippopotamus. That's not fair. Okay. Or a Russian brown bear. Hippopotamus all fucking day. Come Russian on. brown bears are bigger than grizzlies. They're literally like twice. This. They're like sixteen hundred pounds compared to a nine hundred pound grizzly. Hippopotamus. Why? The bear would just drown it out. Uh, okay, just, so like, for a hippopotamus size, they're deceptively quick. Oh, well, yeah. They're water Especially with their, like, bah, with their fucking jumping bite attack. Huge-ass damn mouth. Yeah, their fucking mouth. If you put the bear in the hippo's environment, the hippo. But I think if you put the hippo in the bear's environment, the bear. All day. You know what? I can't even argue that. I, I guess that may have been too far. All right, I got one more. Canadian beaver or Australian duckbill platypus, full grown. Duckbill platypus, poisonous. Oh, I'm sorry. Beavers are just kind of beavers. Beavers are just beavers. I mean, if you want to go common route, we can go um, common household cat. Okay. Just common household cat versus New York City sewer rat. That's not fair. Yeah, I, no, it's not fair. It's not fair. You're right. 
<laughs> fuck, man. Um, you already said fucking platypus, so there's that. The people who claim to have the most common sense politically versus N95 masks. Oh my god. Who's gonna win? Fucking, okay, okay. Here's for the last one. You pick an animal, I'll pick an animal. What, like an ultimate killing machine or some shit? Like yeah. what we think would win? Uh, oh shit. Um, um, uh, oh god. Uh, I'm gonna go with fucking elephant. Elephant? Elephant. Name something you think would take it down. Oh shit. We got three and a half minutes. A human. Uh, <laughs> um, a human with an elephant gun. Oh. <laughs> A silverback gorilla that's been taught the basics of strength training. No. We've never seen a gorilla at full power because they don't know how to work out. What if we taught one how? Uh, elephant lays on a gun, dead. Elephant, the size of their dick alone, would kill the gorilla. The gorilla would be able to suplex it by that huge dick. <laughs> Harambe would have caught the bullet. Woo. Or we, I mean, we could have went the weird route, like fucking dinosaurs, like fucking Triceratops versus T-Rex. A seven-year-old Caucasian male child, or a priest. <laughs> Depends who can get to the phone to call 911 first. One of them's already a predator. The, the one's evidently easy prey. Oh anyway. my god. Ooh, a priest versus a Cub Scout leader. Oh my god, you know what we should do next week? Like, uh, we've never actually announced next week's fucking thing. We should pick people to, in cage fights. Like, professions? Or just, like... Like, specific people. Like, fucking Hillary Clinton versus Bernie Sanders. Ooh. And um, it's just fists. No weapons. Well, Bernie Sanders would throw the first round, because Hillary Clinton would throw to kill his wife again. Anyway, uh... <laughs> hey, what's that red dot on your forehead? <laughs> They should be more worried about the red dot on theirs. Thanks, Mom. No one's gonna kill my baby except me. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel the burning hate. For, for, for some reason, all I can think of was in Scary Movie 3 when um, the, 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 the heavy set guy, uh, the Anthony. He's in the black community. He was working with Kevin Hart. I know who you're talking about. He was talking about to the to the people like, quick, the aliens are powerless with their heads, without their heads. Come with me. And he's got a shovel in his hands. But he does the whole, you know, California movie shotgun pump, and a shotgun shell pops out of the shovel, and then he continues running forward. (laughs) (laughs) Come with me. And it's just a shovel gun. How? Never mind. They have made some interesting things into guns. Oh, like yeah. my favorite thing is the cane gun. Oh yeah, the cane, the, the cane pistol. Cane gun? The yeah. Wall, yeah. The brass nut gun. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the Apache. It's got no barrel. It's just a cylinder with a knife on it and it brass knuckles. <laughs> uh, like the Russian twenty-two wasp. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, I made, I made knife. It is gun. No, this knife. I think my favorite one. Is Why is not the, also gun? <laughs> my favorite one is the CIA briefcase gun. <laughs> or the CIA shoe gun. The shoe gun was real, and it was not really that effective, but it kind of was in certain situations. Did it get a confirmed kill? Yes. 
Oh, dude, that made it effective. Fuck it. <laughs> a gun only has to work once in order to be useful. That was the whole principle behind stamp receiver guns God. anyway. All right, so we got ten seconds. Uh, I'm Anthony. And I'm Anthony. Um, guild, guild my motherfucking knaves. Guild, guild my knaves. <laughs>